Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. I start off by saying the same thing the same way all the time. I respect each and every one of you until you disrespect me or another adult or yourselves. If you disrespect me or disrespect yourselves or another adult, I'm kicking you out of here. That's just simple to it. Now, you all are young men and young women. I would certainly hope so, right? I want to treat you that way. Please act that way. If you want to be treated like an adult, you have to act like an adult. If you want to be treated like a little child, go ahead and act like a little child. I'll treat you that same way, okay? All right, let's get started. We're going to start our reading our text here in the book of Luke. The book of Luke, chapter number 15. Luke, chapter number 15, verse 11. <clears throat> Luke 15, 11. I'll read a couple of verses here and we'll get into the message. The Bible says, and this is the Lord Jesus talking now. He's telling us a story, something that actually happened, and he's putting a parallel to it, which means basically he's going to tell us this story and put a, a meaning to it, a heavenly story with an earthly meaning. That's what a parable is. And he said, a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of my goods that followed to me. And he said unto them, <clears throat> and he said unto, divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far off country and there wasted his substance on riotous living. Verse 14, it says, and when he had spent all, spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself unto a citizen of that country. And he sent to <clears throat> and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. And he would fain to, <clears throat> to have filled his belly with the tusk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to arrest your attention for a little bit and talk about something that's, that's applicable to today. A lot of times we hear, about story, we hear stories and real life events about people that they once had it all, and now they're in the gutter. They're just not doing so well now. I would like to take you on a journey that many have trod, but few from which have returned. Join me as we learn the cost of taking the wrong road in life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the day and goodness to us. Lord, I just pray that you help me. Um, my eyes aren't doing so well, but uh, Lord, I just thank you for giving me eyes to see. And I pray, Lord God, you just uh, bless the message. Have them look past the messenger and hear the message and hear what the Holy Spirit is trying to say today. And I'll thank you for it in Christ's name. Amen. We leave the father's house in Luke 15 and go to a picket fence. The grass inside the fence is as green and lush as plentiful as anything you've ever seen. The paint on the fence is as white as cotton to harvest. We walk towards the gate and see a large bell on a pole with a string attached to it, along with a black sign with white letters that reads, If you see my son coming, please read the bell, ring the bell loudly. I exit the gate and I immediately see the lush green grass has faded and is spotty in places. And it's mostly leaving nothing but dirt, dust, and destruction on the road. As I begin to walk on it, I see a figure off in the distance. Upon getting closer, I notice a young man wearing tattered clothes, torn clothes, he's got no shoes on, and has an overwhelming odor of a hog pen. I can't believe it. It's the prodigal son, Brother Perry. Amen. Where are you going, sir? He said. I said, I am trying to take a journey to a far off country. I asked can you tell me which direction to take? He says, I can not only tell you, I can lead you. You see, I've been on this road before many times. And, I, and I've seen people go down this road and, and they lost their way. 
So you need to have a guide to guide you. Amen. We walked down the old dusty road, and it was dimly lit. And the first thing I noticed on the side of the road looks like millions of footprints. Car prints. It looks like uh, there's prints, footprints of young people, old people, little babies crawling, and wheelchair marks on the side of the road. I even see a small infant, and I see a person that was walking with crutches on this road. I asked, what's this? It wasn't too much longer when I saw an old set of ballet slippers and several piles of school books on the side of the road. I asked the prodigal son, what, what does this mean? What does this mean? He says, Brother Willie, when you go down the wrong road, it will cost you your childhood. It'll cost you your childhood. Sin will completely steal away your childhood. How many times have we heard about people that's doing the wrong thing and it seems it's almost as if they, got, they were forced to grow up way before they had to. Amen. I see a lot of times people get into drugs. They get to all kind of immorality. And now it's in their lives. They're forced to be an adult faster than they want to. How many times have you seen people? They're messing around. And now little girl's 14 years old. She's got a little baby. Her childhood is over. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's over. It's done. Young man's childhood is over. They have to grow up faster. The Bible says in Luke 15, 12, it says, The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods that fall to me. And he divided, abundant, divided it unto them his living. Things that will cost you your childhood. Number one, not being appreciative of what you have. The prodigal didn't appreciate all that the father provided him because he probably saw others with what he didn't have. I see a lot of times people say, well, they got that. They got that. I don't have this. Well, it doesn't matter. Do you have a roof over your head? Somebody say amen. Do you have shoes on your feet? Hey, do you have food in your belly? Hey, if you ain't starving and if you ain't getting frozen or, or burning up in the road out there, hey, you got, oh, you got way more than you need. Amen. God's giving us life in our lungs and he's giving us food to eat. Looking around, seeing somebody, they got an iPhone, iPhone 55. Amen. They got, they got an Android 87. They, they, got, they got Xbox Platinum. They got this, they got that. And then if we're not careful, we'll look outside the Father's house and look at what they got. Somebody help me. Amen. Joe 5.2 says, For the wrath killeth the foolish man, and envy slayeth the silly ones. How many people are out there being foolish and silly? Yeah. You, you're seeing somebody else getting all this stuff out here, but you'll, you'll, you'll neglect. You'll get mad at your parents for not giving you all the things that they got, but you won't praise them and honor them and thank them for giving the things that you need. That's good preaching. Somebody say amen. amen. The things that you take for granted, someone else is praying for. How about that? The things you take for granted, somebody else is praying for. Hey, there's people in other countries that are praying for a house like you got. Yeah. There's people in other lands that are praying for food that, to eat on their table. And they go to bed starving. And what do we throw away? What do we throw away? That's good. That's good. Amen. Not being appreciative of what you have. This is what the prodigal did. Also, not being accountable for what you have. The prodigal didn't take personal accountability for all that the father provided because he he looked he took things for granted genesis 2 15 and the bible says and the lord god took the man and put him into the garden of eden to dress it and keep it god gave mankind responsibility and accountability mm-hmm. there's some things that god gives you that you got to be accountable for yeah, one of them is life yeah. you don't have a right to take your own life god gave it to us mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in a little bit amen you're not, a, you're not a failure until you begin blaming others. How many times do we see that, Brother Matt? Mm-hmm. Well, if it wasn't for them keeping me down, I'd be better. What, what did they got to do with you? Amen? That's right. 
If it wasn't for this person, I'd be a lot better person than I am today. I'd have a lot more. Well, okay. Do they have a gun to your head forcing you to do this stuff? It was your decision. It's my decision to live for God. It's your decision to live for God or to live for the devil. Amen. Makes you want what you don't need. Also going on a wrong road makes you willingly decide to neglect authority. Watch this. Same verse, Luke 15, 12. And it says, and the younger of them said to his father, give me, give me. I, I don't know about you guys, but when I was growing up and my daddy said something, that was the law. Lay it down. If I said something, I'd be laying on, laying on my face with my teeth half out my head. Like, what happened? He just knocked me out, right? Nowadays, there's disrespect in the world today. When an adult or an authority figure tells you something, you want to first thing, first thing people want to do today is argue with them. You know, do you know God established authority? God put your parents there for a reason. They're authority figures. God put police there for a reason. They're authority figures. God put people in Congress for a reason. They're authority figures. We should not only pray for our authority figures, number one, but we also should obey them. Amen. 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 Not respecting people in authority. The prodigal boldly spoke in a demanding and disrespectful tone to his father. Give me, give me, give me, give me. One thing I always said, my grandma always said, Gimme got his neck broke right on the billy goat. Amen. Sometimes we'll sit there and say, Gimme, 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 gimme. When we should be saying, Let me give you, let me give you, let me give you, let me give you. A child that has been allowed to disrespect their parents will never respect anyone. Billy Graham said that. Let me say it again. A child that has been allowed to disrespect their parents will never respect, have respect for anyone. People that will willingly disrespect their parents and call their parents out of their name, they won't respect anybody. They won't even honor God. Let that seek in for a second. Luke 15, 13. And it says, And not many days after, the younger son gathered together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance on riotous living. He didn't consult with his father. You know why? Because he thought his father didn't know anything. What it was is arrogance. You can't tell me what to do. I'm all per- what? You can't tell me what you don't know. You don't know what it's like today. You don't know what it's like to go to school. You don't know what it's like to not be popular. You, do you know your parents were young, once your age? Yeah. A lot of times we forget that. My parents, they don't know anything. They're just they're just old funny duddies. They don't know nothing. Hey, they were once your age. Now, things can be a little bit more tough because everybody has a lot more access to it. But they went through the same thing you went through. Try to try to try to remember that when you're talking to your parents or talking to somebody in authority, they went through the same thing you do. Not the same issues, but they went through the same stress and drama. Sin converts innocent children into irresponsible adults. Sin converts innocent children into irresponsible adults. I look at the prodigal and I say, hey, I've had enough of this. Let's go on further. We continue down the long, dusty road. And to my surprise, I hear a very faint beeping sound. As we approach the area where the sound came from, it disappears. I look down and I see two smartphones busted, to, busted into a million pieces and a sheet of paper underneath with the usernames of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest all scratched out. And it was almost as if someone tried to wipe these people out of existence. I asked the prodigal, why, what does this mean? Why, why do you got to bust up these perfectly good phones? And the prodigal said this. He said, Brother Willie, 
when you go down the wrong road, it'll cost you your close connections. It'll cost you your close connections. Sin will cause you to forsake family and friends. And it will also put leeches in your place. Listen to what the Bible says. 15, 13. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey to a far off land. And there wasted his substance on riotous living. I venture to say, Brother Matt, that he met people that used him for his money. And then when his money was gone, you don't read anywhere about how those people helped him. He saw himself in the hog pen. He saw himself in there with the, with the dirty animals, unclean, unclean. And that's where, that's where he found himself. How about this? In your life, there's, there's, gonna, there's probably going to be some people. Listen to me. There's probably going to be some people in your life that once you have something that they want, they'll yoke up with you. But when that's all gone, they'll drop you like a hot potato. You might as well just say amen because you, you guys probably know what happened. Amen. And, and, and if you're not careful... When we start spending our, our substance on riotous living, we can't tell the difference between the two. We think, oh, they love me. They like me. They like me. But in the back of their minds, they're saying, well, I'm waiting for the next person to come on so I can use him just like I use this person. Yeah, that's right. Boy, it's getting quiet. It makes you turn your back on family for money. Why? Because you'll be chasing things you'll never catch. Fun. I read a quote and it says, the things that you do for fun are only fun when you can enjoy them. They cease to be fun if you cannot participate or enjoy them anymore. I know a guy that was that was out there. He was drinking and, and, he, and he spent all his life drinking and doing drugs and all this stuff. But when he got sick, he couldn't go out there and drink anymore. He came out with his friends and he saw that as something that was bitter and distasteful in his eyes. He didn't enjoy it anymore. How many times have you been doing something or or anybody in this world has been doing something and it was fun at one point in time. And now you look back and you say, that's not fun anymore. I don't want to do that. I don't want to hang around those people. When we make that kind of decision. That's when we get close to maturity. Somebody say amen. How about friends? Want to see who your real friends are? Screw up and see who walks in when others walk out. Say amen. Want to see who your real friends are? Screw up and see who walks in when your fr- real when others walk out. Yeah. How many times have we seen this happen? We get into something and we get into a bind or something, and all our real friends they scatter like roaches when the lights come on. But the true friends they'll walk in and they'll hold your hand and they'll lift you up and they'll point you to God from having to switch. Come as my help, amen? amen. Friends, how about this one? Financial freedom. Money does not change people. It unmasks them. Money does not change people. It unmasks them. You say, well, I I know a guy. I don't know his real name. You guys probably know him as 50 Cent. And one of the things he said is when he got rich, it wouldn't change him. But honest to goodness, when he when he struck it rich, the first thing he did, he's cut off his all all his friends, cut them all off and got new friends. And it changed him. What I'm going to say is this right here. If you're if you're a stingy, wicked and vile person, when you have money, when you don't have money, it ain't going to change you and make you a, 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 will, a wealthy, rich, giving and loving person. Mm-hmm. That has to be on the inside and come out. Yeah. If it's already in there, it's going to stay in there. Somebody say amen. 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 Connecting with people that cause chaos. There's three things I learned about that chaos drama. Always putting always in another person's business. Always in somebody else's business. 
Hey, it don't got nothing to do with you if somebody's going through a time. You ain't got no right to put somebody else's personal business on, on any kind of social media out there where you don't have their permission. You might as well just say amen. amen. Don't put somebody's drop, somebody's business out there. You know what drama is? Their life is boring, so they got to put somebody else's life out there to make themselves look good. And that's what drama is. And sometimes we'll get so involved in making somebody else look bad to make ourselves look good. Drama. How about disorder? Pulling others into your mess. Pulling others into your mess. You know, Brother Matt, I look at this whole story of the prodigal son. And, and Brother Perry, I see nowhere where all these people, the father had spent many years telling this guy, this, this young prodigal, what to do. They trained him. They, they put him through, he put him through all the things that he needed to do. He trained him how to live right. Trained him how to dress right. How to speak right. What to eat, what not to eat. I don't see anybody in that story saying, hey, you need to go back to your roots and do this stuff. You know what? They spent time telling him, oh, this is just wrong. Don't listen to preacher at the church. They don't know anything. They don't, they're not from where, where we are. Don't listen to Brother Matt. He just likes to eat pickles and drink pop. Amen. Don't listen to Brother Perry. He's just tall and don't know, the, don't know what it's like to be short. Amen. And, and they'll say all these things to try to get you to get into their mess. But you better watch out. Yeah. Better watch out. Amen. Disrespect. Putting others down for fun. Putting others down for fun. Just because somebody's less fortunate than you are, or they don't have what you do, it gives you no right to pick at them and put them down. That is called bullying. There was a big bully in the Bible. You guys heard, probably heard about him in the book of Samuel. It's called Goliath. You know what happened to him, right? He bullied, he bullied, he bullied. He even cussed God and the armies of God. And then a small ruddy guy came up, David. I like David because he was like my size, amen. He's pint size, amen. <laughs> he comes out with five rocks and a, and a slingshot. He says, you know what, big boy? You might bully me today, but tomorrow I'm going to knock you down. He says, whatever. Look, I'm eight foot tall. What you going to do to me? Booyah. And David says, okay, stay right there. He's like, I'm staying here. What you going to do? I'll just close my eyes. Next thing you know, the last thing that went through his mind was a big old rock that came from the river. And he says, whoa, and David came and he chopped his head off and he holds his head up. And everybody says, whoa, that little, that little sorry pipsqueak just killed Goliath. And then everybody starts respecting God. You know why? Because one person stood up to a bully. Amen. Amen. That's good. Going on a wrong road would cost you your close connections. Don't let the people who don't love you keep you from the people who do Amen. don't let the people who don't love you keep you from the people who do you know who loves you God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Ghost amen I, I, I looked at the the prodigal and I said you know th this is a lot of stuff going on here how did you deal with it and he says this is not it brother Willie we've got to keep going we got to keep going we resume our journey down the dusty street and my eyes draw until a very gory sight. Brother Perry, I see a surgeon's scalpel, bloody bandages, and a sheer, horrible, horror-looking mask that looks like human skin glued on the inside. I can barely maintain my composure. I almost want to vomit. I ask my God, what is this? And he tells me, Brother Willie, when you go down the road, go, go down the wrong road, it will cost you your character. Sin will cut away your character and cause you to wear masks that aren't really you. Mm -hmm. 
It makes you want to it makes you want what you don't need. The Bible says in Luke 15, 14 and 15, it says, and when we spent all, spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent himself and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. You will give up what you can't get back. You can't give back your posterity. The prodigal get, could not get back his posterity. What does posterity mean, Brother Willie? It means your inheritance. He got his inheritance from the father. He couldn't get that back. He squandered it. It's all gone. There are some things that our, that our families have left us. I think about some things in my family. A good name. The Bible says a good name is rather be chosen than choice silver or gold. Amen. I'd rather have a good name than anything else. Your prosperity, your posterity, your purity. What I call purity, a condition from birth. The way you were born until you get married, that condition is the same way. How many times we've heard about people that, that, that have lost their purity and they inherit a bad name? Yeah, yeah. Say amen. Say it. You know what's right? They inherit a bad name. Your pride. This is your personal honor. Your personal honor. Somebody gives you a bad name. You can't take pride in that. Like, ah, me. Look at this. Me. I want to be called a tramp. Boo, y'all. T-R-A-M-P. Tramp. That's me. Boo. Drop the mic. No, nobody wants to do that. They want to be called the good things in life. Amen. You will gain what you don't want. You'll gain. You'll gain your poverty. Poverty is the loss of what belongs to you. Sometimes we lose good friends. We lose. We lose things in this life, not just money, but you can lose your emotional emotional stability. You can lose your mental faith. You can lose your mental focus. All those different things. Your perversion. That's an adoption of impurity. Amen. Your pity, loss of honor, embarrassment. Character will cause most people to put on a mask that hides who they truly are yeah. to the world. Yeah. And then they get mad when that mask they put on attracts those with other masks on. And we call them unreal and fake. When in return, we ourselves are being unreal and fake. Amen. Amen. Hey, one day we're all going to stand before God without a mask on face to face to God himself. And then what's going to be the excuse? You know what, God? I was afraid to show myself. I think about another guy that said he was afraid and he hit a talent in the ground. And then what happened to him? Bind him hand and foot and cast him to the fire that quit the die. Well, there should be weeping, wailing and gnashing their teeth. It'll cost you your character. We continue down the road and we see a very disturbing sight. It looks like a big eight, eight foot long shiny box. We see that it's now a custom made coffin. I asked, I don't even know, want to know what this is. And the prodigal said, this is the last stop on the wrong road. He says, the wrong road will cause you to go to an early casket. I begin to weep and I say, well, who's in that casket? We open the casket up and I see my own reflection. Why is my own reflection in the casket? He says, because you made the choice to go down the wrong road. Somebody say amen. amen. Sin will cause you your life. It makes you want what you don't need also. The wrong road will kill you with hunger. The world is always trying to throw things out there to make you. I want this. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And it says, yes, you will. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Amen. The wrong road will cut, kill you with hazards. There's wicked people out there. We just saw Brother Matt just talked about it. The person in California just killed all those people. Everybody look at me. 
We see all these things happening in this world today. We're not even safe in the houses of God anymore. You better have something that, that goes beyond this world. You better have your hope set in heaven, amen? amen. You better have your home up there. Where moth and rust does not corrupt, nor thieves can come in and steal. I wrote this quote down, Brother, Brother Perry. Heaven lent you a soul. Sin will give you death. The earth provides you a grave. But salvation can bring you eternal life when all else fails. Somebody say amen. amen. Heaven lets you a soul. Sin gave you death. The earth provides you a grave. But salvation can bring you eternal life when all else failed. Hey, and, and I think about this. My own, my own life. I didn't want to. I didn't want to live like my parents did. My dad was a drug druggie. He sold drugs. He was in jail. He spent about half of his adult life, 30-something years in prison for drugs. Doing drugs. He used to do drugs right in front of me and my brother. We watched him as he did it. And I didn't want to turn out like that. I made a choice. I am not going to go down the wrong road. It wasn't easy because when you do try to do the right thing, there's always somebody laughing at you, picking at you, and making you kind of feel bad for what, what they enjoy. And you said, I don't want to do this. I want to do this right here. And they call you names and they call you all these different things that hurt your feelings. And it almost makes you want to go down this road to make all the hurting stop. But honestly, when you get on this wrong road, that's when the hurting starts. Amen. Amen. I tell my guy, I'm done with all this. I'm on. I'm literally on the verge of tears and I can barely maintain my composure. My guy says, if you're ready to leave, all you have to do is go through this gate. I give him like, kind of like, what are you talking about? This gate. And, and he says, um, <clears throat> Brother Willie, you've been in the hog pen the whole time. And I was like, what? I've been in the hog pen the whole time. What are you talking about? What? The Holy Ghost just told me, sometimes you may not know that you're in the hog pen and others have to point it out to you. Amen. As we go through the gate, something astonishing happens. My guy's clothing that were once tattered Worn and filthy have been replaced. He's now wearing the right robe, Brother Matt. He's no, longer wearing, he's no longer barefoot, but he has shoes on his feet. He's no longer now a wanderer, but he's joined heirs with a king. And it's signified by a ring on his finger. I feel a preaching coming on. I notice that the road is no longer dirty and dusty, but it's now smooth and grassy like it was before. I no longer see death and disorder, but I now see life and longevity. My guy has been a prodigal son the whole time. I asked him, where are we now? He says, Brother Willie, you're now on the right road. Amen. This road isn't as glamorous as a broad and spacious road, but it's full of life and those that seek after life. What road are you on today? See, there's a right road and there's a wrong road. On the wrong road, it will cost you your childhood. It'll cost you to grow up faster than you wanted to. It'll cost you your companions, your close friends that have always been there. You'll push them away. It'll cost you your personal character. You'll change who you are because you're trying to fit that one sin. It'll cause you an early casket. The things that you enjoy now, that you've turned away from the good things, now you're facing the bad things, they'll put you into an early grave. Amen. The right road, the right road will give you this. Number one, the right road will take away your guilt and shame. 
Hey, no longer do you have to be worried about the sin that you did the other day. Or no longer do you have to worry about the shame if somebody else finds out what I'm doing. You can have all that wiped away. Amen. This guilt and the shame can be gone today. It'll take away your gouges and your scars. Hey, sin will leave scars in your, in your heart and your soul that you'll never replace yourself. Only the God of heaven can take those sins and scars away. Amen. And I'm glad he can. He has a bomb of Gilead. Somebody say amen. He'll take away your groanings and your sin. Hey, there'll be no more tests when you go to bed wondering if I'm going to die. Or am I going to go to heaven? Am I going to go to hell? What am I going to do? What if this person does this? What if this person does that? You don't have to worry any longer because your sin and your guilt would be gone. Amen. The right road can only be found by going through the right door. John 10, 9. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I think about that, brother, brother Matt. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in, green, in the green pastures. He leadeth me inside of still, still waters. That green grass that we saw in the Father's house. That, that, that's, that, that's that what we saw in Psalm 23. Sheep don't lie down in dirt. They lie down in grass. Amen? What, I, what I'm saying there is a true lamb of God, a true sheep of God, it's not going to settle for the dirt and the muck and the mire of this world. They want to go in the green grass where God is. Amen. There's life and longevity there. Amen. Listening to the guy, John 6, 44, no man can come to me except the father which hath sent me, draw him, and I will raise him up in the last day. I think about that and Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We hear that a lot of times and we just, okay, he died on the cross for my sin, but he died for your sins personally. Just Jesus Christ died for your sin, even though you know you're going to, when you go to the altar and say, God, Please forgive me. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, in the back of your mind, you're going to do it as soon as you walk out the church house. Amen. That's what Jesus Christ died for. Yeah. He, he died when you didn't even know him. As he was hanging on the cross between heaven and earth. And he was sitting there and he says, I thirst. He wasn't thirsting for water. He was thirsting for that living water to quench your soul, your soul, your soul, your soul and yours. And he says, unto thee, I commend my spirit. He had enough. He had enough. And I believe he knew that if he didn't die, all of us would be in trouble. But he did. He came and he took our guilt and our shame. Imagine that you're in jail, in a jail cell, in a prison cell, and you get ready to be sentenced and go out to prison forever. And Jesus says, hey, you know what? I got the bail right here. And he lays it down and he says, only thing that you have to do is come pick it up and present it to the present it to the clerk. That bail, it could sit there for a thousand million years. But if you don't come and receive it and take it, you're like, by faith, I have nothing else to lose. I have nothing else to help. Let me take this. It's the bail money that I need. Let me take it over here and give it away. Boom. I'm free. You know why people don't do that? Because the Bible says they're holding in the cords of their sins. They're wrapped up. It's like they got tied up in there. They're doing a little shuffle, right? The sin shuffle, Amen. But I thank God that Jesus Christ has a key. He owns the jail. He owns the city. He owns the mayor. And he, and he pays the warden. Amen. And he can set you free today if you trust in him. Amen. The question I ask you today is, what road are you on? Are you on that wrong road? We see that sign that was in that bell that was there in the father's, in the father's front yard. You can only see the sign from the inside of the gate. You can't see it from the outside. We know the story. The story ends up with the prodigal going home to his father. Even though he lost everything, the father still received him to himself. Amen. No matter where you are in your life today, 
No matter what's going on in your life, no matter how bad you've been to God, he's still waiting for you with open arms to come to him. He wants to take you back in. He wants to put you in a white robe, a new garment, new garment of righteousness. He wants to put your shoes shot with gospel of peace. Hey, he wants to clothe you the way he's clothed to make you look like him. But oftentimes we get too stuck in our own pride. The Bible says the prodigal son came to himself. Man, look where I am. Look where I came from. I can just be a servant at my father's house and I'll eat better and I'll be better and I'll live longer instead of dying out here in the hog pen. Question to you today is simply this. Are you willing to die in the hog pen because you're too proud to humble yourself to come to God? Or are you willing to say, God, I'm nobody. I've messed up. I live in a hog pen. I stink in your nostrils. But the best way I know how I want to come to you by faith and, and trust you and go with you to the father's house. Amen. Are you going? Are you willing to go down the wrong road or the right road? Let's pray.